Welcome to Control-Alt-Revolt, episode 165. The current thing has just dropped, and we're all very excited. Medusa, tell me what you're doing to prepare for the current thing. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> Excellent. No, uh, it, it, uh, if, you don't, if you're just catching up this morning, we thought we would jump in and do a really quick podcast and talk about the latest current thing that's developed. I know you're all so excited. Um, but uh, yesterday it was leaked, uh, probably probably by, let's you know imagine some liberal beta cut clerk or perhaps you know one of the justices themselves. We're going to get into a big investigation. Apparently, SCOTUS Roberts has his um, frowny face on and wants a full investigation of what happened. Mm-hmm. Chances are it was actually him. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but uh, basically, a little drink of morning coffee here. What happened was, um, apparently, the Supreme Court has decided to overturn Roe v. Wade in a draft opinion. Say that again. Yay! Yeah, and we won't make this about that. We'll talk about the other things, but it is about that. And, you know, I actually, uh, statistically, a lot of of people in the United States now trend towards not having abortion. Um, A lot of the younger kids, too, which was a very surprising fact. So, interestingly, um, it was released. Now... I don't think there are many accidents these days. And I think what we're seeing is a garbage level uh, maneuver by the garbage raccoon Democrat Party um, attempting to save their bacon. And I think that there's a few things to consider about this that may not be obvious. Um, And I I bet most of you have already figured this out because uh, just reading the comments and just knowing you guys, you guys are all very savvy. But then there might be a couple little things after that that uh, my twisted and deep conspiratorial mind has has kind of analyzed. And I could be wrong, and I'd love to be wrong. <clears throat> but if we look at the current situation, um, things really aren't going well uh, for Biden company. Um, I think that their plan is going well. I think that everything is going according to plan. Where I think the miscalculations were drink of coffee, um, lay in the fact that they thought that they would have much more support from their base for all the crazy things that they wanted to do this year. And again, like we talked about on the Insider Podcast yesterday, if you're not a subscriber, uh, you can listen to Insider Podcast uh, free trial. Just go ahead, go ahead and click on that and maybe even think about becoming a monthly subscriber and, and supporting the podcast. We would appreciate that. But uh, what they were talking about uh, yesterday was the vaccine coming back. You're, you're now in New York and L.A. beginning to see a quote-unquote rise in cases. Um, if this is based on the PCR testing, everybody, even they have admitted that's that's awful. Did you mean vaccine coming back or virus yeah, coming the, back? Yeah, the, the, the virus. Okay, yeah. virus coming back. Yeah. <laughs> Come on over here next to the phone. All right. Don't be shy this morning. You look beautiful. Thank you. I could describe you to the audience. No, that's cool. She's wearing a gossamer robe. <laughs> the sunlight breaks upon a beautiful face as she sips her morning coffee and considers who she may turn to stone today. <laughs> Thank you. I like it. So um, what I feel is that, you know, two years ago when Trump got their best day ever, which was the day to have unlimited fear power, which I don't think Trump wanted, 
but they had convinced him like, oh, vaccine so bad, you know, because it was all a, bit, a virus so bad. I know, I can see your little face jerking. Yeah. Vaccine and virus are the same thing to me because they're all a con. <laughs> That's true. A lot of people do like mix up those words yeah. by accident because they're so close. I don't think it's by. Know. I don't think it's by accident. I think it's uh, the universe saying it's all the same. <laughs> Let's lower this pillow between us. I, I feel that something has come between us, <laughs> and it's this pillow. Okay. All right. Drink of coffee this morning. This is morning coffee in bed with Nick and the Medusa. And today we're drinking a Velvet Fog by, I think it's called Old Town Brewers or something, Roasters. Old Town Roasters, maybe? It's a local roasting company near us. And it's a, it's a, good, it's a good bean. <laughs> but why I like it is Mel Torme's on the front. Mm-hmm. And I like Mel Torme. Yeah. Yes. Like a cool draw, a fun little drawing yeah, of him. Drawing. Yeah, I like that. Here's the thing most people don't know about Mel Torme. And I don't know that most modern people know Mel Torme who was sort of a jazz guy uh, back in the day. I think he was married to Judy Garland or Debbie Reynolds. Mm. You know, he's that kind of guy. But he was a drummer. Like, that was his thing. And you don't think of him. He was kind of the Phil Collins of the 1950s. Oh. Um, but here's another thing a lot of people don't know about Mel, Mel Torme. He owned um, the largest Western handgun collection in the United States. He was a big-time collector of cowboy pistols. Wow. Yeah. And I think in the end, he had to sell them all to pay for a very big divorce. Because oh. that's how all those guys ran. Like, they all had, like, six, seven wives and, you know, had to cash it out and things wow. like that. But uh, very interesting. And if you remember the show on Night Court, he was a kind of a reoccurring bit theme character. The judge on Night Court had a Mel Torme thing. And then... They played it for a few seasons, and then Mel Torme kind of began to show up, and, and that was kind of funny. That is cool. I never knew that. TV used to be so great. Yeah. Yeah. Back in the golden age. Now it's just crazy. I would kill for some good TV. We did a crazy thing this weekend. We watched a cartoon. We watched a Looney Tunes. Oh, yeah. It was funny. Yeah. Like, it was an early Bugs Bunny and Elmer Fudd. You know what's funny? I remember that one, too. Yeah. But... I would have oh, thought... Oh, through that, oh, won't you cry for me? I came from California with a banjo on my knee. <laughs> um, I would have thought that now watching it, I would have not... You know, I would have been like, <clears throat> oh, this is childish, and, like, it's not very funny. It was really funny. I was, like, laughing. Yeah. <laughs> it was very clever. It was, it was compared to, like, how dumb things are now and heavy. So that kind of leads back into what we're talking about here. Um... I think that everything is going according to the sort of globalist plan, which is not having really anything to do with Democrats or Republicans because it's it's really the neocon party, which is secretly all of them, and they're all moving towards this big conclusion. What I think where the, where the miscalculation was comes from their level of bubble and level of bubble protection in that they literally did think people were a little more mind-controlled than, than they aren't. And they felt that they could get away with sort of unlimited sort of Munchausen by proxy abuse. And what happened is people got tired of that. And then I think CRT was a massive miscalculation. And it brought out the moms and the women and those white women. And those are the people that generally elect the president. That's the, the, the minority or, or what do you call it? The, uh, the group, oh. you know, the, 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 what do they call it? I know them? what you mean, like. Yeah. Well, it's not a segment of the population, but it, that's kind of what it is. I haven't coffeeed enough yet this morning. 
The demographic. The demographic, yes. yeah. That's the demographic that generally they feel mm-hmm. elects the president because they, they sort of vote in large numbers and vote all along one line and everything like that. And so a lot of moms didn't like their children being programmed at school, even if they might have been leftists or things like that. And they certainly didn't like um, their children being sort of forced into uh, sexual identities when a lot of, you know, moms and women, if you if you know any women in your life, you know this is true. Women generally imagine the perfect life that they want to have. And then they work towards that. And nine times out of ten, it's uh, children with the same K or J names <laughs> or something like that. Kelsey, Cameron, and K- Kavanaugh. Jesse, John, and Jenny, you know, those kind of things. Um, a, a, a certain type of husband, uh, a breeder, you know, big, barrel-chested, three-day growth by the end of the day, good hair, works hard, you know, uh, probably in a suit, probably not in a suit, probably in a, in a he probably looks like a, a, a Calvin Klein model, um, but a hardworking kind of up-and-coming lawyer kind of guy. And um, and uh, a pony farm, you know, or whatever it is, you know, or Land Rover, you know, all these things. And, and all to varying degrees, and women throughout, like, all the different strata have variations on this theme. And a lot of times when they imagine their children's lives, they imagine a pretty good life for their children. And usually that's because a lot of women have applied themselves in schooling and done really well and joined a lot of activities and worked hard. Uh, women work very hard. That's the thing that I have noticed in life. Men... Uh, we work hard later when we're forced to, uh, but initially it takes us a lot to really get us working hard. We have to figure out the value because we're having really too much fun playing. And uh, But women, I've noticed even from a get-go, when they get their first jobs, they generally work really hard because they need more money. They, they have ideas about what they want to do with that money. Men don't even have ideas what they want to do with that money. Um, that they're working for. And that's why, you know, like young guys have a tendency not to to kill it and whatever. But, you know, and women have firm opinions and they go in there and they start working. So women have a pretty clear impression of what they want to do and also what kind of life they want for their children. And the thing that no one will say out loud is um, homosexuality, uh, if you've ever observed it up close, is very sad. It's a very sad existence. It's a very unfulfilled existence. Um, it's, it's very melancholic existence and not a lot of mothers unless they're, and I've met a few that are just full bore, you know, like, um, but with those women, it's not about their children. It's about themselves. It's about sort of wanting to, to have the right basket on their liberal bike and, and the, the tassels and the bell and, and say, see, look, I'm riding the bike and I'm using my children as a prop. But most women want the best for their children. And when they sit down, they go, you know, a, a gay lifestyle probably is not the happiest lifestyle. And they'll support it and everything like that. And they'll all have my favorite gay friend. And uh, don't be a bigot. And can't you believe he wants to marry uh, a nice little boyfriend that he has? And it's like, but that's not the reality of gay culture. And and you have a, you got a pretty good up close. And I was standing around, you know, like, just they're just different people. They just choose to conduct their life differently. And they're not like heterosexuals. But... I've known a lot of older gay men in my life in theater and things like that and sort of watching it. And it's not a happy life. It really is. I, I can't, I mean, I'm not saying that they don't have a certain amount of fun, that uh, doing things that they think are fun, you know, or freedom or generally gay men do better with finances because they don't have a lot of kids and wives to support and divorces and things like that. So they have a tendency to accumulate wealth and everything like that. But generally observing 
a generally unhappy group of people. And this is not lost on women. So um, while they probably wouldn't tell their kid, uh, and I think they might actually behind closed doors, they wouldn't maybe openly advocate for their kid not to be gay. They're probably going to do a little bit of, you know, campaigning. And it's not, you know, their choice. They probably, the first thing women do uh, when a child is like two or three and then they meet another mom, and then they go over and have a play date, is both moms start imagining the two kids getting married. That'll never happen. <laughs> but, you know, that's just how women are. That's why you have society. Um, you, you don't have walls and culture and houses and supermarkets because men want those things. Men are happy living in the mud with a chopped-off head they can kick around for a soccer ball. <laughs> That's pretty, you like that? It's pretty funny. That's pretty much how we are. You know, if there were no, but then you guys are attractive and we liked you and you're like, well, I want a house. I want a roof over my head. I would like some cheese. And all these things are nice to us, but it's not, you know, it's not, we don't need them. Once you have it, you're like, hey, this is pretty yeah, cool, but you yeah. wouldn't have done it on No, I wouldn't have done it on our own. And so you have civilization because women wanted those things and men like women. And so they went and built those things. And they all worked on it. You can really actually see through most of human culture, they all worked on it, men and women together. Contrary to the Netflix, women were chattel uh, uh, theory that's been gone, that's been downloaded onto almost every young girl who's afraid of suddenly being enslaved and forced to wear, you know, what is it on the, the show, you know, with the, uh, the women wearing the nuns hats with that joyless turd actress from Mad Men. Yeah. Her last name is oh Elizabeth Moss, but what is that show called? Um, the, uh, the the lady who writes the books. Margaret Atwood. Margaret Atwood. <laughs> which which is funny. Handmaid's yeah, Handmaid's Tale, and and they 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 said you know this tale uh, Margaret Atwood has said oh that was written about Iran and the hijabs, mm-hmm. and and Hollywood said no it's written about Christians and Trump. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it's like all right. <laughs> you know, um, they net. That's the thing you have to admire about the left is like there's no, there's nothing. They have they they are like the Superman of bending anything into what they need it to be. Exactly. So nothing can defeat their powers to bend something. And so that's kind of what we're seeing today. So and then and then you move on to the transgender movement, and 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 that was when women um, freaked out because teachers and things like that were saying they they didn't want kids. Uh, discussing these issues with their parents, they want them discussing with their 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 teachers. Now that's insidious and creepy, like that. I mean, but and I don't know why the left made that move. But again, I do believe that everything is going according to plan uh, with the dis- the imploded destruction of our society, from culture to economy um, to food to health. I think we are being imploded. I think everything is really going according to plan for them. It's just it's disconnecting with people that they thought they had in the barrel. And that's evidenced really in the CRT thing because that really seemed to, um, in the middle of this year, uh, a way, a beginning of this year at the end of last year, really begin to awaken the mama bears. And so they went out, and they, so much so that the FBI had to declare them, you know, the, oh, this is very terrorist activity that these moms would show up at the, at the school board meetings and insist that their children not be harmed. So, um, and also, let me interject this. I know someone said me me talking about points is like Bruce Lee throwing punches, <laughs> but 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 don't be surprised if one 
the transgenders get really upset about the abortion narrative. That's mm-hmm. the, the abortion thing that's happening. Why? Because it's stealing focus from the transgender oh. movement. And they're, you know, as Dave Chappelle said, they are the greediest people in the entire world. <laughs> so so they're, they'll be upset because they're narcissists that wanted to, that, that suddenly it's faded. And we have to go back to women's rights. Maybe. Um, women are the biggest chumps of the left, in my opinion. Sorry to say it and everything yeah, like that. True. No one gets more abused. No one does more work, women, for the left and gets the short end of the stick constantly. So um, it may. The transgenders might be able to retake them. But I do think you're going to see a little micro war there where the transgenders say, oh, this is, you know, abortion, whatever. And that, you know, I don't know. It'll be It'll be very interesting. But so where were we? We were basically saying... <clears throat> that uh, drink of coffee here. The abortion, you know, the, the Supreme Court thing dropped and it was it was leaked most likely, um, probably by the left. And they're going to do an investigation and everything like that. But the big, the big point here is um, th- th- this is all being rolled out because they are feeling that they have lost their base. They feel that everything is going according to plan, but they are concerned that they have lost their base, <clears throat> mainly women, and a lot of leftists who think that the party's gone full-blown crazy, the, the Bill Maher types and everything like that. Um, and so this is a move to get everybody fired up at the beginning of summer and to be ready to vote because uh, Republicans want to put you in the handmaid's tail hat and take away all your rights, women, and everything like that. So this was actually, you have to give it to your enemies, this was actually a pretty deft move. Um, it was a, I think it's a Hail Mary to reignite the base. I have some feelings about that. Um, the feelings that I have about that is I think that there is a level of base fatigue going on right now. After two years of, of the pandemic and then now get the gas crisis and the supply chain crisis and the tanking of the dollar and the economy basically swirling in, all things that have been planned, all things that are go- going according to plan, I do believe Mr. Global, the guy kind of running everything uh, and, and sort of leading us toward this one world digital currency democracy state it's not really a democracy but that's democracy is the key word barack obama's been throwing around lately um i do believe that they they felt that their base would be more into this more controlled by the pandemic um more beholding to 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 government and to the current thing whatever it is <clears throat> ukraine and i could be wrong here about where the base is but I think that the Ukraine in a lot of ways was a, you know, and remember, not any one issue is ever is ever about that thing. They have a tendency to multitask on issues. But I think one of the features that they took away from the Ukraine is that a pretty significant group of the population fell for the PSYOP and decided that Ukraine, you know, now, right now in the Ukraine, Zelensky and his people are actually running around and arresting people who supported Russia, as in just with their opinions. Like just on their social yeah. media. Yeah. 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 So Cocaine Avenger Hero is apparently a bad guy, but you know what? That In the media, you see just, oh my gosh, you know, they're such heroes. This is always the right cause. But if you've, 
if you've kind of done a little research, like I said, we over the weekend, we said this on the Insider Podcast, we watched the the Stone documentary on the Ukraine, and the takeaway is they're a bunch of shitty people. And again, both sides, shitty people. We have no business considering all the crises that we're facing at home being involved in this. But we're involved in it, and we're getting more involved in it, and it does seem like a, a large majority of the population can be controlled by the current thing narrative. And so the emojis come out and the hats come out and the Facebook badges come out and the proper opinions come out from the sources and everybody just, you know, lockstep marches in on that. And I feel that the Ukraine said, okay, we are now at this moment where we we realize we have a, a, a pretty good control over a large segment of the population. Um, our plan is going according to plan. He said redundantly. <laughs> and we have one problem here. CRT did seem to create a schism. And <clears throat> now that the school year is ending, we feel that that, that narrative will kind of die down because pe- kids aren't in school. And so now we can roll out, we're making war on your uteruses. And so we can use that for the whole summer to whip everybody up into a frenzy that this is really about Donald Trump. This is really about how bad the Republicans are. This is the greatest crisis that you've ever faced and everything like that. And you got to go out and do it. The question, uh, and all of this is to, to, to reignite the base, which they realize is fatigued, uh, which is, which hasn't just fatigued is, is out of it. So, in hopes that they can have an election that they might be able to cheat enough to win or even win, who knows? But here's here's what I feel. Here's the things that I would consider, unless the Medusa wants to jump in with any thoughts. No, I love your thoughts. Keep it rolling. I'll jump in if I have Okay. Um, I feel that people are tired, and I feel that they're tired of caring, and I think more importantly, they're tired of crises. What I am noticing out and about are some things that cannot be overcome, one, I'm seeing a lot of vaccine-injured people. And I think when they talked to me, and talked to one yesterday, and they talked to me about the things that have happened to them, mysteriously and suddenly, with no explanation, it's almost like you can read in the back of their eyes, I think this might be related to the vaccine, but I cannot, because of my support for it, bring myself to say it. Um, at the same time, I'm having conversations with people where I say, are you vaccinated? And they they hunch their shoulders, they bend down below the sight line, and they tell you, no, I'm not, and I would never get that. And I'm seeing it from a lot of, a lot of sources. So there is a general level of mistrust of the government. There's a general level of fatigue in that people are tired of being all in this together and locked down. And then at the same time, they're seeing the damage to their incomes. They're seeing the damage to the life that they once knew. They are coming to the conclusion that they're never going to get their life back unless they do something. Or they're just saying, I'm never going to get my life back and this is the new normal, which is the narrative of the left. And they don't like it. They don't like they, they Generally, most people start out in life trying to improve, trying to end up a little better this year than you did last year. A great thing, um, and maybe we could find it and post in the comments, is at, when Adam Carolla reads his pay stubs mm. from his entire life. Yeah, it's a like really that. good example of how people approach life and how they try to, to kind of climb through life. Um, and that's most people. And I think what they thought is like, 
What we really want everybody to do is get everybody excited about living their best bucket life list at 22 and forget about the, the college debt that we've mired them in. Forget about the fact that they'll never afford a house. Forget about the fact that they, they're on the cusp of realizing they're renting almost everything in their life from their music to their movies, to their books, to their experiences. They actually own nothing. And remember, this is something they say in their documents. By 2030, you'll own nothing and be happy. Well, a lot of them are there already, but a lot of them are beginning to wake up. They're beginning to understand crypto. They're beginning to understand wanting to own things. A lot of couples, uh, despite all the programming, went out, got married. They now want to have a lot of children, despite the programming. And they're going and looking at houses that are unreachable for them at that stage and probably for their entire lives. And so they're understanding that they may need to make some choices. And again, they're fatigued by the constant crisis because the party that's governing the entire show right now, the neocon party, not the Democrat, not the Republican, the neocon party only knows how to ever rule by crisis. And they don't realize this is probably the moment when the government needs to surf on in and provide benefit and, and start fixing things and start creating the ability for people to have a satisfied life through actions on their own part. Instead, we've just moved to the next current thing. And the next current thing is uh, we want to force you into slavery, wear the handmaiden's tail hats, and you can never have abortions. And And I feel like it's... And I and I could be wrong here. A little drink of coffee. But it might feel like the last gasp of the old guard. Because this is a bad plan according to the plan. The plan is the vaccine. Again, as at the end of last week, we were being rolled out on. COVID cases are rising. You're going to need more vaccines. Fauci has not stopped saying that. Gates has not stopped saying that. The pharmacy industry is ramping up with all kinds of new vaccines. And we know that the way that they enforce these on people is by mandatory. The, the, we're all in this together, mandatory behavior, or you can't participate. Um, we already in Europe, they're starting to uh, bring out the passport that adds vaccine tracking to your, your ability to spend. So this this is what's what's headed that way. Now last night, uh, and again, this information dropped yesterday, and suddenly there are already protesters at the Supreme Court. Um, there are already like I made a tweet and it went viral, and there are already people just like there's already a bot army out there. Uh, Pelosi and a bunch of people were in Ukraine, and then they suddenly ran home. So there, there there's definitely an astroturf movement going on. But what are they shouting outside the Supreme Court last night? They're shouting the old, tired, my body, my choice. Now, that seems a little ironic to me, given the past two years. Oh, yeah. I thought they gave that up with wanting everyone, wanting to force everyone to get the vaccine. And when we tried to say my body, my choice, that suddenly no longer applied. But yet here they are yeah. now trying to apply it again. But if we're going to roll into COVID, COVID pandemic, uh, COVID pandemic two, in which they get to be in control of the White House instead of Trump on, on March 15th, they get to declare an emergency. They get to run amok. Trump, Trump didn't go far enough. 
but but now you're saying you're saying like oh my gosh we might lose the the midterms so what we need to do is make this about my body my choice and it's like yeah but again just like blm letting blm burn down middle burn down and murder middle america let's say that one more time for the cheap seats just like letting blm burn down and murder middle america you are giving up the gun debate right there that guns are for self-protection uh and and really guns are for defense against the government or the inaction of the government because the government in that case definitely chose a side and it was the side to let people burn down america instead of defend those people so they gave up that like that and that's a huge leftist point gun control you gave it up right there because oh did they really yeah gun sales went through the roof ammo sales went through the roof they're still hard to get you you that that blm created more gun owners and gun supporters than can ever be imagined so that was that was kind of a dumb move and i thought well the control coming must be so worth it that they had to make some sacrifices to get there and i I still think that's possible now here we are with the big pharma and gates and fauci and everybody getting ready for the next pandemic all the all the politicians you know knowing that uh they're going to be on the right side of history they're going to get to they're going to get a chance to cuomo sexual you know for their own careers because they're going to be the nanny state and they're going to lock everybody down and they're going to they're going to take the right side of history stand about you getting a vaccine. But then someone made the move to say, "Well, let's release the document and uh, the Supreme Court's draft statement, which may or may not be true. It could not be true. Like this could be all a psyop." And and immediately a bunch of spoiled white rich girls are down there at the Supreme Court chanting my body, my choice, which is the exact opposite of get the damn vax. Yeah. My thing with that is I want to add lazy girls because what I don't get is birth control is so readily available and free. Preach it, Medusa. Obamacare made birth control free, like to anyone, to married women, you know, anyone who takes birth control pills, they're free. Like, if like you're lazy if you get pregnant without wanting to because it's the easiest thing in the world to take birth control pills it's your it's like their own fault if they get pregnant like and say that they don't yeah. want to be pregnant it's like but it's so easy not to get pregnant and not to have to have an abortion yeah. like i would love to see you deconstruct the the comments that i got on my twitter thing where people come up with the straw arguments of uh uh Oh, these children, like, unless we abort them, they'll all be beaten and live bad lives. Like, it's just all these, like, ridiculous talking points, you know, like, oh, they'll live such unfulfilled lives of starvation if they're not aborted. And I'm like, yeah, I still choose not to be aborted if I'm that kid. I I still choose, like, a shot at life. And, you know, like, how about you? Like, I bet you were abused. And all of them would say, of course, I'm a victim. Well, we should should abort you now. You know, and it's like, oh, no, no, that's not what I mean. So... It, it's funny, but like again, I want to go back to. I I think that the vaccine is still an integral part of the plan, as we see Europe and Australia, tying this to our ability to use money and move about the country. So I know, but but this little like you know the American politicians, who have really acted like shades of Marie Antoinette, you know, it's basically saying let them eat cake 
ruling by fiat and decree, violating the law, walking all over everybody. It, it seems that I feel like this might have been a miscalculation. One, because I think people are fatigued. They're crisis fatigued. They're kind of over it. So I don't know that you're going to reel in the base. And this feels like a tired way. Now I could be wrong. It could be a great way to reel in the base. Everybody could get back on board. It's it's the summer, you know, all the hats again. And we're going to bring down the man. And, ah, you know, but you also have no person to focus your rage on. There's no big, you know, white Republican that's in charge of shit right now. You know, like you, you can play the the Trump thing, but Trump can outplay. You can just sit there and be quiet. And he, and on occasion he does. He just goes silent, and then you've got no one to talk to. And also, you're also messing with a cougar when you do that. Like Trump can take your talking points, find a position that you know, like he does this weird thing where he can maneuver you to take a position that makes you look awful. So again, like I would like if I were them, I would never. I think they think they make a lot of hay on Trump, but it's like. He's not a guy, he's he's way, He's a running back. He sees daylight and he goes for it. Finds somebody else to wail on, but it's, it's, but hey, you know what? I mean, wail on Trump all day. He'll just have fun with you or play with you. So, and I do want you to lose. So I feel like it was a strange miscalculation um, to get people out there shouting my body, my choice, which is at the core of the entire argument, which is now the vaccine anti-vaxxers the bigots, the Nazis, the the people who don't who don't follow the science. What does science say today? That's the science we follow. You know what what is what does Doctor Bill Gates say today? Okay, um, and then and and also you have to remember people are getting injured by this. People are getting sicker. Um, people are being forced to make choices in their lives they don't want to make, and they resent that. So again, it's not it's it's a fragile issue. And to suddenly give people the out of my body, my choice feels like a breaking point combined with fatigue. So I know I'm making a lot of points here and saying this. So you might think that I'm about to say everything's going our way. We're going to torpedo the giant globalist Death Star and win. I have a feeling that's not going to happen. I have a feeling what more is going to happen is this issue is going to die hard. And it's, it's not going to be everything that they need it to be. The polling, I, I, think you're, I think for the next two weeks, every breathless news person, every beta cuck, every mighty girl, you know, they're all going to just breathlessly rail about how you're living in a, in a white prison state ruled by Democrats, people of color, and women, but you're in this, you're in this white overstate. It's good. This theocracy, you know, yes, patriarchy theocracy, even though the people who are actually pulling all the levers of control and government are, 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 are people, are, are people just like the other side, people of color, people of, uh, women, people of women, <laughs> <laughs> you know, white guys occasionally. Um, and, 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 but they're, those are the wrong ones. These are the right ones. That Candace Owen, she's one of the wrong ones. Mm-hmm. Clarence Thomas, he's one of the wrong ones. Uh, Christine Noem, she's one of the wrong ones. You know, all March that's a wrong one too. But no, we have we have all the right ones. You ever seen like Maxine Waters' home in L.A.? No. It's it's an estate. Wow. You know, and she talks about how black people don't get a shake in life. And you're yeah. like, really? <laughs> well, you've gotten quite a shake there, Max. <laughs> Um, so it's all, it's, but it's, and I think that's the core of the entire thing is that even the common person 
even their side, that's what I was going to say, but just us commoners, we're beginning to see the bullshit that they really don't care about abortion. They really don't care about your health. They really don't care about, they just want a little bit more power because right now in the grand scheme of things, they are playing not for the football field, not for yards. They are playing for inches. And it's it's a smart play. You fight for everything, and they do. But I do think that they're very close to realizing uh, their their dreams. And I do think, like, if you want to put, like, a, well, what is that, Nick? Because a lot of people say, oh, okay. It, it's digital currency. Digital currency is the final control grid that gives them unlimited power over your lives. So they're pretty close to that. They're very close to that if you read all the documents, see all the paper and everything like that, and see where this whole thing is going. I think this sort of abortion debate flies in the face of that in a lot of ways, like some of the ones that have lined out. So I think the issue dies hard within a month due to polling. Once they look at the internal polling and they realize they haven't reeled in their base, I think that's when we move to they release a real bioweapon on us. I know, it got out of hand fast. But they've got they've they've got to create enough of a panic leading up to the election that declaring some form of martial law or some form of modified election or that that definitely benefits them just like the last time or no election they can't just do that on October twenty first there have to be a whole let me tell you a joke okay to illustrate it. There was this guy, and he loved his cat. His cat was his best friend. Him and his cat would listen to the radio every day. They had a great time everything. One day, he's listening to the radio. He's kind of a simple guy, you know, everything like that. So one day, uh, he's listening to the radio. And this is an older joke, because this used to happen on the radio. It doesn't happen anymore. And he uh, wins a trip to Hawaii, but he cannot take the cat to Hawaii with him. So he calls his brother, who's kind of even little more simple than him. And he says, listen, I want a trip to Hawaii on the radio. I'm going to go to Hawaii. And I realize I spend way too much time with my cat. So I'm going to take this opportunity to just leave the cat home. And I need you to come over and take care of the cat. And I'm going to just kind of go and try to experience life. And the brother says, yeah, sure. I can come over and I can feed the cat. So the guy goes to Hawaii. And the first day he wants to call his brother and say like, how's my cat doing? But he doesn't. He restrains himself. He goes parasailing. Second day, he wants to call his brother and find out about the cat. He doesn't. He doesn't. And uh, so he goes, like, you know, goes up to the volcano and takes the tour and sees the Don Ho Luau show and all that kind of stuff. Third day, he can't take it anymore. He calls his brother and he says, how's my cat doing? And his brother says, well, your cat's dead. He says, oh, my gosh. He goes, you can't just say my cat's dead. He's you got to lead up to it. You have to say, you know, you have to create a story. You have to lead up to it. You just can't tell somebody that your cat's dead. You got to say the fire department came. The cat got up on the roof. The fire department came. The cat fell. You, you have to work me into it. You have to lead me to it. And and, and so the brother says, well, I'm really sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry about that. So he calms down a little bit. He goes, okay. What else is going on? And the brother thinks about it for a moment. He goes, well, mom got up on the roof. <laughs> I knew I had heard that before, but I couldn't remember how it ended. <laughs> and it's all about you can't just spring things on people. And so 
to get to you can't have an election because we're all in this together supporting the current thing. You have to begin to create the crisis now. So I think the um, Handmaiden's Tale uh, white patriarchy, no abortion narrative, current thing, is going to really feel like they're going to go for it because it's the last chance to have an election that they can rig without destroying the country. Um, But I think it's going to fail. That's my guess. Now let's see if I'm right. That's my guess. So I think this narrative fails because crisis fatigue and because people are just, they're, they're over all the bullshit. Okay, well, the next step to me is they release a real bioweapon. And this one isn't COVID. This one, you're going to see some dead people. It's going to be bad. Or maybe they go with, you know, another, like, I mean, they could try another fake one like COVID and say, oh, it's really serious. It's really going to kill you. And I think COVID was a thing, all those things. But it wasn't, remember, it wasn't a 4 to 25% death rate like we were promised. It wasn't, it wasn't even that by a long shot. It wasn't what China showed us people dying in the middle. Did you, did anybody see anybody die in the middle of the streets? Did anybody see anybody die on any streets? No. Did anybody actually see anybody die of COVID? We were promised mass death. We were promised corpse piles. We were promised, uh, fires in the night. All, if you go back and watch the March reporting, like you are promised an apocalyptic plague of unparalleled proportions you know, and, 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 oh, there's bodies in the freezers in New York. Yeah, because you were killing them left and right with remdesivir and ventilators, not because of COVID. And they, the CDC even had to come out and admit that not a lot of people actually died from COVID. Yeah. So it could be, I think, that there is still enough fear narrative that they could try, let's go with COVID again, but this is super Omicron variant COVID. This one's the real deal. And it's still not. It's bullshit, and you probably shouldn't play for it. Or if they're feeling really desperate, they go for bird flu, and it's kind of the real deal. And it really does kill people. I still think that they could be shady with that. And it actually could be a poison or a toxin instead of an actual virus. But we'll just have to see when that rolls out. Now, you couple that with a cyber attack or a power grid uh, downing, courtesy of Russia, 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 and you're, you're two, you can't have elections and we have to do digital money. So as much as I would like to be um, the failure of Roe v. Wade, be the Death Star shot that, that turns this whole ship around, and I, I think it is going to turn the hearts of many in America around to doing what's right and seeking what's right, at the end of the day, I do believe we have a deep state government connected to the globalists who have no intention regarding any external stimulus to change their ways. And that's why I think that violent revolution is probably the only way you're getting out of this. And sometimes like people like Alex Jones say, that's what they want though. They want, they're pushing for us to come to that point and that's part of their plan. It's the only way I see. Yeah. I mean, I just, I only say, I, I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not advocating. I'm not saying go out and do it or anything like that. But I'm seeing a group of people that that put their fingers in their ears and do not listen to the people, and have sold themselves out to non-state and foreign actors, and they are interested in the controlled implosion and demolition of the economy. And nothing. There's no amount of your pleading, no amount of your voting. You can't vote. 
they don't listen to your pleadings. They they do they 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 will not be dissuaded from what they're going to do, which is they are intent on destroying you. So I I really I mean, if it, it, given those cases in a vacuum or in another imaginary set of circumstances, violent revolution is the only way you're getting out of it. Yeah. You know I mean unless you guys want to sit down and have a good which I keep advocating, like if I'm advocating anything, I'm advocating a good faith reasonable debate where both sides sit down and say i know what you want here's what i want let's try to find a way where we have some compromise instead what we have is one side using another using using a group of people and saying we're not bending on one point and it's going to be all our way and it's never going to be your way and that's like been my entire life as a conservative is watching is being told that i need to compromise when they want what they want and being told that I can't have my way when they get their way all the time. I rarely get anything that I want. I, I, I can't actually remember much, but I can see that their side throws as today an immediate temper tantrum if they don't get their way again and again and again. And everything is, everything is Nazis. Everything is Hitler. There's no compromise, no good faith discussion, anything like that. I wish that there would be a good faith discussion. I wish that we could find a way to meet some of their needs and to meet some of our needs at the same time. I totally think that's possible. But when you have one side that says it's all or nothing, then logic would tell you it is going to be all or nothing. They are either going to destroy you or you are going to violently overthrow them. That is what's going to happen. Nothing else is going to happen. And spoiler I actually think they're going to win. Why is that? Because of... The Bible. The Bible. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I think they're actually going to totally wipe us out, totally install the one world government, all that kind of stuff. But I could be wrong about that. I, I As in, like, I think, you know, the, the, the things in Revelation, that could be another 100 years from now. That could be another 200 years from now. But I also know that God wants me to do the right thing every day. And the right thing is to live the right thing, do the right thing, insist on the right thing, reject evil, and try to create cultures and community for of safety for your people, governed you know, by Judeo-Christian morals, which are inherent, natural laws, someone pointed out yesterday, and, and make a way where people can actually come to hear the gospel of their own free will, as opposed to what we have now, which is, and this was, a, this was an interesting thing, and I, this is what I'll wrap up the podcast, but this is maybe the best way to illustrate the point that they're that they don't want any discussion because they know that the discussion leads to the destruction of their ideas. So I follow this one Twitter feed that shows every day guys who died in Vietnam on that day back in 68, 69, 70, that era. And and just I, I do that for a few reasons that I won't talk about here, but I just do that. And what I will see is that many Americans see these and they'll put like American flags in there or your heroes or, you know, we appreciate your sacrifice or anything like that. And what I've begun to notice that Twitter will do is when I click on the comments, if you if you know how this works, it'll say these posts may contain offensive replies. And I'm like, ah, oh, what kind of son of a bitch would go in there and do that about these veterans and, and families and everything like that? Let me give you an example. There was a kid the other day. And um, he died in 1970, and and he was buried. And sometimes it'll show 
his picture. And then down below, someone will go photograph the grave or whatever, or maybe some buddies will talk about, oh, I remember when this guy came to the unit and we all just loved him so much. He's such a great enthusiasm. The guy killed a real blow to us and everything like that. So this kid died in 1970 and they showed his grave to this day. And he's buried in 1970 and right above his grave, in the same grave, is his mom. And she died in 2001. And so she went the rest of her life wanting to be near her son. That's that's like the patriotism. That's the love and everything like that. So Twitter puts on there these these replies. These these may contain offensive replies. I'm like, ah, oh, son of a bitch. I'm gonna you know, and I jump in there, and the offensive replies that Twitter is talking about are American flags, and Christian symbols, and people saying, thank you for your sacrifice. You know, you hear on things like that. That's what Twitter, that's what Parag and the other leftist Indian bitch who runs legal over there, who's a total totalitarian. That's what Parag, his name is Parag. You know, he's only been in charge of Twitter for five months and he's about to get a $42 million golden parachute. But Parag thinks everybody's uh, a racist. So he puts on there, Parag puts on there, Parag. He's an Indian guy or Paki guy, something like that. Parag, not an American, definitely not an American. He feels that, that, that those American flags or those Christian symbols or those people celebrating a patriot are offensive. Now, that guy has access to all the bankers, to all the presidents. He, he, he makes sure that George W. Bush has a blue check. He made sure that Donald Trump doesn't even exist. He made sure that uh, uh, all of the the things are promoted that they believe in and not people just thanking a veteran, you know, or or posting their patriotism or their love of country. Nothing political, nothing political. That's offensive to them. That sums up everything I've tried to say today, especially about the stuff about violent revolution. Their intent on destroying you Everything that you believe is offensive. They want it destroyed. They say that openly. What we're going to see this week is that some insurrections are okay. That's what we're going to see out of this abortion thing. They call it good trouble. That's their cute little word for it. If we go to the people's house and protest, they bad faith conversation it by putting in actors, color revolutionists, and framing us and then saying we were trying to overthrow the country. And then putting those people in jail. That's been almost that's a that's been a year and a half. Those people are still in jail for nothing. Dudes who have run over African Americans dudes who have run over people with cars are out of jail. People who have shot people are out of jail. So go ahead, jump in the comments and tell me I'm wrong. You they're either going to destroy you or you are going to violently overthrow them. It doesn't have to be that way. It could be a good faith conversation in which both sides get over this bullshit. But when you've got guys like Parag, no, they're trying to destroy you. And that's the podcast.